If you're a coach or a service provider, this episode was made for you. This week, I interviewed Amanda Walker, who's the founder of The Best Damn Coach, and we chatted about how to be the best damn coach for your existing clients, your future clients, and I think most importantly, for yourself. She is an incredible woman full of insight and tangible things that you can do to improve your coaching, your business, and your life. We chatted about what actually makes a coach. We chatted about how you can take away fear and guilt and shame and remove them from the driver's seat of our lives, right? Place them in the back seat. How do we do that? We talked about the number one thing holding you back from making money. We talked about the importance of serving the heck out of your existing clients. And we even delved into market research. Like how do you actually find your ideal client? How do you know who you want to work with? How do you know where they are, what their problems are? How do you actually attract them to you and your business? This episode is full of so much juicy content. I cannot wait to share it with you. So let's jump on in to my interview with Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm really excited to chat with you. Yeah, I'm honored to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. What I thought would be a great place to start, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your life, your business? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Amanda Walker. I'm a business and life coach and I'm a mom of two, which I think is very relevant to your people. Um, And I started my journey not really knowing it in the coaching world when I was 15. I got my first job coaching peewee boys basketball, which felt like more like herding cats at the time. But what I realized now that I didn't quite know then is it was the uh, the seed planting of my ability to and my desire to help people like reach a next level of themselves. And that continued through um, coaching in, in many forms in my life, including being an educator. I was a teacher for 10 years. I coached educators. I've coached CrossFit. And I've now coached my clients in my own business for six years plus. And so my passion for coaching is really what keeps my fire lit inside of business. And now I do that um, with coaches all the time. So I'm coaching coaches, not just in the development of the business, right, but also the art of coaching and the craft of coaching, which I think are both fundamental to create and impact the world. Oh my goodness. I love that. I can imagine the transformations that you've seen over the years have been incredible. Um, I'd love to ask you then straight off the bat. So what what makes a coach? Because I feel like so many people call themselves coaches, but how do you actually know who is a real coach and who isn't? Yeah. I mean, first, I just want to say this, a certification does not make you a coach. And that is my hardcore belief um, because I've been coached by people in my own life that have given me transformative experience that didn't hold a credential. But I think that uh, just some, to throw around st- some t- statistics that are interesting is um, the coaching industry is projected to be a $23 billion online industry by next year, 2023. And so it's wildly growing. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. A, it's just easily accessible. There's no barrier of entry. You you literally could take a class online for you know a weekend and have a credential um, and call yourself a coach. And you could build like, you know, like I have 25 years of a toolbox of coaching to show up and start coaching people. And so I think there's a couple things that make a coach. And I'm saying that in, in air quotes, definitely not a certification, although I'm not against them. I just I want my people to take them because they desire the education, not because they think that magically they'll be ready to coach people when they have a certification, which is why I think a lot of people do it. But 
one thing that I think makes a coach is a belief in themselves, which is core for everything is if you believe in your ability to create results in people and to inspire success, then that will bleed into every aspect of coaching and every aspect of business building, you know, that that exists. I think that communication and your ability to understand what rapport is, to understand someone's tonality, physiology, their verbal cues really makes an amazing coach. But I think the most important thing that makes coach is your ability to get help people get results. Because if you're not getting helping people get results, then you are not creating transformation. And ultimately, that is what coaching is all about. Kind of wasting people's time if they don't get anything out of it, right? Right, right, exactly. (laughs) I love that. The first thing you said there is all around mindset. I think it's incredible. The longer I do this, the longer I interact with people and find out about people and dream things for myself, even it always comes back to mindset. Every single time. So what would you recommend for anyone joining us that struggles with that belief in themselves, with that mindset piece? I know that's a big question, but where could they start to work on that, do you think? I have this question asked often and it's not a sexy response and it's, you know, simple doesn't mean easy. Um, but I think self-awareness is key first, is even just being aware of the mindset blocks, the limiting decisions, if you will, beliefs are often invisible until we take action. And so when we start taking action is when that like glass ceiling starts to press upon ourselves. And so when we take action, those limiting thoughts are exposing themselves. And I think that the most important place is to be aware of them first off. What are you telling yourself? What are the stories? How are they playing out? And why are they playing out for you? Because if you're not aware, then you don't necessarily have the clarity enough to start cracking them open and break up that scar tissue that might have been being built for 30 plus years of your life or 40 years of your life. And that's necessary to kind of catapult yourself into the next, you know, the next level or the next thing. Ladies, I have to tell you about something so juicy and so exciting that I have coming up. I have created a private podcast series all about how I grew my email list from zero to over 1,000 women in less than six months organically without wasting time or money. So if you're sick of showing up and feeling like no one can even hear you above the online noise, if you don't have time to create and share freebies to grow your audience slowly, if you want to be seen as the expert in your niche without waiting 10 years for that to happen, and you're tired of launching new offers and creating new sales pages all for no one to buy, this podcast series is for you. It's only five episodes long. We kick off next Monday, the 31st, and it is totally free. Head over to kyliekelly.com slash private to sign up today. And I can't wait to get this juicy content into your earbuds because it has the power to change everything for you. And I don't say that lightly. Come and join us. I hope to see you there. Head over to kyliekelly.com slash private. All right, let's jump back to the episode. I love that. I guess what you said there about taking action. So it starts with one small action, right? And then that self-awareness piece. So being really self-aware as to how that action makes you feel would be key, I guess. And doing it scared, I guess, as well, because it's always scary, right? Well, it is. And I think sometimes we have this vision that the people that are taking the action and have the results that we want are doing it without those feelings. But I think it's really this great analogy that was given to me, honestly, by a client, I believe, at some point is some of us carry those feelings and put them into the driver's seat with us. So it's like they're literally trying to like sit on our lap and go with us and through the journey. 
and they're sitting like front seat here in center in front of us. They're like blocking our view, right? But I think those that are having success in doing some of the things that we want to do, they have an ability to at least push those feelings of fear or doubt or shame, guilt, whatever they are into the passenger seat and then eventually like into the back seat. So they're, I think they're always like riding on in the car with you, always riding in the bus, but you have some tools at some point to actually move them out of the way so you can keep taking action forward and strengthen new belief in yourself. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so powerful. It's such a powerful analogy as well, knowing that that feeling will always be there, that fear will always be there, but how much control do we let it have and not letting it stop us do what we want to do or get in the way of what we want to achieve. Or uh, I think that's really powerful. So for our, the listeners that are joining us that are coaches as well. So you've been a coach for a very long time. I would love to hear your take on the business side of things. So how do we actually, do we make money as coaches? <laughs> like how does the financial side of things actually come about? <laughs> I mean, you can make lots of money as a coach. Um, and I think it can happen organically. Um, and one of the things that I share just about my trajectory is that I used a lot of very organic people skills and relationship building skills to grow my success, which has been fantastic in a way that, you know, I've kept a small audience. My email list is now in six years, just hitting the 5k mark. You know, we didn't start running paid advertisement till we surpassed the 300k mark because a lot of the strategies were just really going back to service. And so I think that that's an anchoring place. If you're not sure how to make money or what to does it, what does it actually take? It's value. It's adding value to the people's life and that you serve and being very clear on who those people are and how to talk to them, which is where I see coaches make missteps often is they're so in the container, like they're so in their stuff because we've often been doing what we've been doing for a while or maybe our own hero's journey, our own experience, like our avatar is our old self. And so it's been a while since we've been like in the trenches. And so we're using messaging that's not really our ideal client's words. And so we're missing the mark sometimes around what that looks and feels like for them. But I don't know if that really answered your question directly. But yes, the answer is yes, you can be profitable as a coach. And um, there's many models to do that inside of business. Yeah, I love the fact that realization as well, that transformation that you're providing, of course, like the more transformation you provide, I guess, the more you can charge for it because your client's getting a, a bigger result, a more powerful result. So it's worth more money. I can imagine, yeah, that being the case, no matter what you're coaching, no matter what niche you're in or who you're serving. Yeah. I mean, I'd also like to add that it's also about the type of person you want to work with, right? And I teach a lot that there has to be energetic mutualism between the provider, the coach, and also the client and the receiving end, right? And if you've been doing this, uh, this bumps up so much against money mindset because I'll often hear coaches say, but I want to be accessible. I want people to be able to afford me. And I think that's the wrong conversation to be having because we can create a business model that reaches all in, you know, thresholds like podcasting. Like we both put out free content on our podcast every single week to be able to serve people at the top of the funnel, right? And some of those people will never transition into paying clients and that's okay. The model is built that way. Um, but what we have to remember is that if there is a place in our funnel and in our business where we don't feel energetically mutual, like we're putting out and delivering way more and we're not asking our clients to, you know, return the energetic investment and finances, then there is like incongruency in, in the business. And I see this often in the beginning stages when someone's business and build is building and they're not leveling 
leveling up their pricing structure, they feel that lack of congruency as well. Mm. And then I suppose resentment can kind of start to build in, right? Because you're doing all this work and not feeling like you're getting the same value back from it in a financial sense. But for you and your experience, has the podcast been like the number one sort of awareness piece? Is that your pillar content or is it social media or where do you think people should focus or would you recommend somewhere for them to start when they're sort of building that awareness piece? I think first is this is again a very unsexy but it is serving the clients you have and serving the heck out of them because even after this time the single greatest way I find my clients is word of mouth and that's because I have served the existing clients I have and many of them are repeat clients like they've worked with me for six months and the relationship was so fantastic they've built this you know connection and I know their business really well they know me and and the results they're going to get so they come back or they join you know my high level mastermind or one of our other programs. And so they're repeat. And that's about delivering to the people in front of us. Because I think so much we're, we're thinking about the clients we don't have and how to get the next ones that we're not spending time really being so present with the existing ones. So even if you're just starting out and you have no clients, one suggestion I make to um, my coaches is I want you to serve the heck out of a free client. Like go find one person you can coach for free and let this be your guinea pig and let this be an amazing coaching relationship so you get the wild, important like billboard advertisement for your work through a testimonial and then rinse and repeat, right? And so I think a lot of it is sharing those testimonials, sharing what's possible, you know, first off. And as that grows, that does become easier because then you have more people you're coaching, you have more testimonials to share. And so word of mouth for me is first. And then second is the podcast because I think it has a similar impact um, is people listen to us. They get a sense for who we are, what our philosophy is, if their energies, like, do they even like the sound of our voice, right? Which is a huge tonalities, like uh, 37% of rapport. So if somebody tunes in, you know this, like all of us know this, if we listen to a podcast and we hear somebody's voice for the first 10 seconds, we're um, an immediate yes or no. And that's just unconscious rapport rapport building. Um, but I think producing consistent content so people know that we know what we're talking about, it does, you know, build in that trust factor. And I think that can be done through social media. It's just less, less accessible. Yeah, I love that. I think the power of audio is huge and, and underrated. I think at the moment with um, social media changes and, you know, Instagram updates and reels and TikTok and all the video things, which I love video, but I feel like audio is kind of like this underplayed, underestimated little sister, right? That is actually really powerful to build rapport and to connect which podcasters know all about this but (laughs) yeah yeah well and if you just think about our clients uh you and I both they're busy and so they're they are usually the queens of multitasking in their own mind anyways and so while they're cooking they're listening while they're walking they're listening while they're errand running they're listening and so video is less accessible you know they're not they might be playing a video but they're still listening to the audio yeah yeah I love that you recommended Amanda as well about um starting with a free client. I feel like there's so much resistance sometimes to that because you feel like we shouldn't have to start doing that for free or you're giving the way value for free or it feels like we're not legit, right? When we're serving somebody for free. But I love that you brought that as like the starting point because how else will you get practice? How else will you get good at communication? How else will you get testimonials and start the process if you don't do something just for free? Yeah. And that's why inside our our 
coaching program, we create a platform for practice because this is something I see as a gap. We go out, we get certifications or we tell ourselves, okay, we're ready to coach. And then we don't have a plethora of clients yet to go out and practice. And it is that action that strengthens the belief in ourselves. We get a safe place to, to fail and to get feedback. And then we're like, all right, I'm ready. Like, let's like, let's go put this in, into practice in real life. And I think that's a key component of creating confidence as a coach. Yeah, definitely. So where would people start? You mentioned before about messaging and the words that we use to attract the right clients and things like that. Where should people start to actually get more insight into their ideal client? Do you recommend a particular way getting on calls? Like what do you think is the best way to sort of dip their toe in when they're trying to work out who to target and who to speak to? Yeah. I mean, ask them. That's what I say. Ask your ideal client these questions. And it could be a simple um, post on social media hey, what makes you, you know, if if you're a woman interested or a coach rather interested in supporting a woman that is overwhelmed, then make a simple Facebook post. Hey, if you're a a mom or a woman that's overwhelmed, what overwhelms you, right? And now you're going to have probably a lot of responses to this question. And it's maybe like, ah, there's so much on my plate. I never feel like there's enough time. And then you might have another response of like, all the kids schedule demands, right? So now I take those answers and I turn around and use them in the copy on social media, and the copy on my website, and the copy to create my show notes or my uh, titles of my podcast. Because now I know I can take the response of, I, you know, are you overwhelmed because you feel like you have no time? Here's three tips, right? And now I've, I've repeated my ideal client's language right back to them. So I think there's so much value in market research. And like you said, it could be just even hopping on a call with somebody that's even a friend or an acquaintance in the beginning that you know is an ideal client and say, I have five questions that I would love to ask of you. Do you mind if we hop on a call or could I send them to you via email and you just reply and let me know? Because then you can capture, I mean, we have spreadsheets inside our business filled with just copy and paste from our ideal client's words because that's that is what we then go out and repurpose in lots of different places so that we know it's like hitting the right person. Oh, that's such a good idea because I think that I would do a post like that and then forget all the answers. So I love recording the answers like that in a spreadsheet. It's very smart for when you do need them. Um, and I guess as well, you don't need to have a big audience yourself. So if somebody's listening and they are starting out, there's Facebook groups full of your ideal client, I'm sure, online, or even places that surprised me recently, like Reddit, there's Ask the Public, like there's these these platforms, right? We can jump on and just see what people are talking about, look at how they're talking about it, even if you don't have a big audience yourself. And you have friends too that are often your ideal clients. So even something as simple as a text message is to 10 people that feel like your potential uh, client say, hey, friends, I'm starting this. You guys feel like the person I'd like to work with. Would you mind taking a moment if I sent you an email with three questions? Even that is a starting place. They may not translate to become a client or they might, um, but at least it's a, a really like low hanging fruit um, as far as getting some market research completed. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Um, so tell me about your programs. If somebody's listening and they're like, OK, I need a coach like this. I need more from Amanda because even just these tips that you share, this short little bit of advice that you shared has been gold. Where should they go? What do you offer? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, you can find out about all of our programs at amanda-walker.com and there's a little tab that says work with me and you'll see kind of the three main programs that we offer. So our signature program is called Best Damn Coach. And as the name implies, we're really actually working on two things. We're not just looking at the skill of business building, but um, we've built like a library of done for 
you templates because our belief is if you have kind of like everything you need in business, then you have more time to focus on the craft and the art of coaching because that's really the mindset around it and the the strategy of really garnishing client results. Because like I said, the number one way I still get clients is through word of mouth referrals. And so if we're spending time getting those, sharing those to the world and creating an opportunity to let people know that we're re- like, we're legit. We're, we're helping people have transformation. Um, and so our program does that. We work on the art and the craft. We provide places for coaches to practice. And then up from there, we have our business accelerator, which takes coaches who are already in motion and helps them, you know, scale into that a six figure mark. And then, um, my high level mastermind, my mastermind is coaches moving beyond that six figure to multi six figure uh, mark. And all those kind of things are, are listed there. And also the podcast is a great place if you want more free value too, which is called best damn coach as well. Oh, I love that. I love that title. <laughs> so good. Um, so before I let you go, I would just love to ask one kind of wrap up question, but we've spoken a lot on the session today, just about getting value for people and having those transformations and is there one thing that you can leave with our listeners that they should focus on to make sure that the people that they are coaching gets that transformation? What would be the one tip you could give them? I would say coach yourself every day. And I think it's not about your clients. And the reasons the reasons we often don't support our clients, even in the midst of a coaching call, is because we're sitting in self-doubt about how we're coaching. And so we're not present with our clients. And when we're not present with our clients, we're missing opportunities to help them experience breakthroughs um, or that aha moment or that life moment that was going to be really transformative. And so I think it's really, really important that you are coaching yourself and working on yourself as a constant part of the journey, because you're an example for them. Um, And if you're walking the talk and constantly coaching yourself, then you can help them coach themselves. And so that's what I would offer for me is, is the key to success and your own confidence and to then allowing that bleed into your people. Oh, that's great advice. I laugh a little because I um, listened back to a podcast episode I did a couple months ago. um, And in that time, I had run a summit and I'd done a lot of sort of outward facing things. And I remember after the call going, oh, I didn't really, it just wasn't Deep, as deep as I would have liked it to be. And, and then I listened back to it and there were things in there that I was like, oh my goodness, why didn't I fo- ask a follow-up question? Or why didn't I have the, the bravery to ask this question? And that would have led me where I wanted to go. And it was really interesting just having that reflective time afterwards to listen and, and let go of any emotion attached to it and just go, oh, why didn't this happen? I think that could be really powerful when it comes to coaching as well, right? Like listening back to these sessions and seeing, almost evaluating yourself against your own expectations. Yeah, I totally agree. And no, no session. And I tell this to clients also is that no session will be coached the same by the same practitioners or in the, in a, you know, if I had to repeat it, I would probably coach today differently tomorrow um, because you're picking up different things from your clients um, differently. And so it's also just to understand and have compassion for ourselves that we all do things in a different style. And I just like a thought that serves me always is like, I trust myself with the feedback that I'm giving today. Um, and it could look different tomorrow and that's okay. I love that. I love that. That's going on my wall. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Oh, thank you so much for your time for joining us. I will put all the links into the show notes, but it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we were able to connect. Ladies, I have to tell you about something so juicy and so exciting that I have coming up. I have created a private podcast series all about how I grew my email list from zero 
to over 1,000 women in less than six months organically without wasting time or money. So if you're sick of showing up and feeling like no one can even hear you above the online noise, if you don't have time to create and share freebies to grow your audience slowly, if you want to be seen as the expert in your niche without waiting 10 years for that to happen, and you're tired of launching new offers and creating new sales pages all for no one to buy, this podcast series is for you. It's only five episodes long. We kick off next Monday, the 31st, and it is totally free. Head over to kyliekelly.com slash private to sign up today. And I can't wait to get this juicy content into your earbuds because it has the power to change everything for you. And I don't say that lightly. Come and join us. I hope to see you there. For the show notes and links from today, please head over to my website, kyliekelly.com slash podcast. I cannot wait to bring you more value and more juicy content to your earbuds soon. But for now, I hope you continue to have an incredible day and know that mama, you have got this shit. All right. Bye for now.